is Jellyfish. And this is Barracuda. Welcome back to the show, folks. It is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2023. Well, we uh, we didn't get to do a video two weeks ago. We were both kind of busy, so we got a little bit to catch up on. Today, we're going to talk about this missing jet. Um, What's going on with the border crisis and Texas declaring a state of emergency and the UAW strike. Uh, it's the big things we're going to talk about, but we'll start with the F-35. So we really, did they ever really say why the pilot ejected and the jet continued on autopilot? Um, You know, Officially, I, I don't know. I don't think they don't, ever said anything. I, I don't know for sure. Yeah, they're, they're going to, they're going to do everything that they can to, um, you know, kind of make this go away. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I've I've seen a couple of things online that have, um, you know, it basically exposed the federal government. Um, you know, the the military for you know just incompetence. Um, but uh, you know, I've heard everything from you know uh, electronic issues to um, it being shot down by small arms um you know so i i would not be surprised uh to find out you know 10 years from now that um you know we lost a jet because you know it was built on a friday or that you know we lost a jet because you know uh somebody wanted to take a pop shot at an f-35 and see if they could take it down um and the you know because you always hear these things uh, from from people in the government that you know say, oh, you know, you can't, uh, you know, uh, basically small arms cannot compete with the might and the power of uh, the U.S. military, um, and and they say that because we're so far removed um, from you know your Vietnam's and um, uh, you know it, honestly. I think a lot of people uh, forget uh, just how potent and effective um, ISIS, um, you know, rebels in Iraq and Afghanistan, how effective they were at, you know, fighting the U.S. military with your AK-47s and your, your um, you know, RPGs and, and uh, roadside bombs and stuff like that. You know, I mean, they they... <laughs> they kept us in Afghanistan for 20 something years, you know, uh, with, with small arms, uh, guerrilla warfare, but, you know, Joe Biden always says stuff like, you know, you can't, you know, you're, you're going to need the same thing that we've got in order to, uh, be able to compete with the United States military. But man, we've been in several foreign affairs, uh, where, uh, you had a bunch of, um, you know, villagers with small arms be able to uh, take on the U.S. military with no problem and uh, in many cases defeat the U.S. military. Um, so, you know, it just it, it's it's ridiculous that this happened, um, but it just kind of reinforces uh, my personal belief that not only has the U.S. military gotten weak, um, but it's also um, incompetent, uh, you know, from and that's not like 
you know, aimed at soldiers, that's aimed at the top brass. You know, they're more concerned about, you know, a bunch of woke garbage than having, um, you know, a, a truly efficient fighting force in this country. Uh, they want to have a bunch of, um, you know, transgender soldiers uh, and um, not really give a damn about the, you know, the level of effectiveness of our military. Uh, so it, it's all pretty crazy to me. Yeah, and I think I've seen something where there's apparently a lot of militia activity in the area where it started. I guess the pilot started to eject, and I'd heard something about the pilot thought they heard shots hitting the uh, aircraft and everything, so they ejected. But, I mean, I understand if that's it, like they don't want to, announce it because they don't want people knowing like hey you know we always say that these civilians and their firearms are not going to be able to take on the military but hey they just shot down a i don't even know how much these guys these things cost the f-35 i mean millions of dollars oh but, yeah they're they're outrageous yeah like 30 million dollars or something but yeah it's, um, it's almost stupid the other thing is they said they found it said it crashed and this field and I saw the interview with the guy saying he had heard it and all that outside of his house, but there's no pictures of the crash site. Right. I haven't seen any. Well, you know, it, it is kind of, you can kind of compare it to nine 11 whenever, uh, the Pentagon got hit. Um, Oh, it's not thirty million dollars. It's a hundred million dollar jet. Yeah, I, I thought it was probably a good bit more. Those those uh, fighter jets are really crazy high. Um, but uh, you know, with the Pentagon, you know, you've got a bunch of uh, military brass that claim that you know they were there that day, and it was an airplane, it was a a, a commercial airliner, and all this stuff. But if you look at you know, the security camera footage that we've got from uh, the Pentagon um, and, and, you know, just testimony from from people in D.C. And, and if you look at kind of what is around the topography of the land, um, you know, building layout, all that kind of stuff, there's no way that a 747 could have gotten that low and hit the side of that building like that there's there's no way whatsoever um and so but they're you know they're trying to keep all that kind of stuff hush hush and they kept that stuff hush hush for a really long time um you know you had your your uh your conspiracy theorist that you know said well it's you know this isn't adding up because i know how you know the layout of that area is and i just don't see that you know being a, a, a physical possibility for that type of aircraft um but then, you know, these uh, security uh, footages came out and it pretty much cemented the fact that, that is, there's no way that a 747 airliner was able to do that. Um, but the U.S. government will keep this this uh, crash footage um, of this uh, F-35, uh, you know, out of the media as long as they possibly can. Uh, some stuff may slip up in a few months or a few weeks or something like that. Um, and pretty much, you know, expose uh, everything and show that, you know, God knows what happened. But, uh, 
Yeah, man, that, that's a that's a crazy situation. I actually saw somebody posted a meme about it, like I guess about a day or two after it happened, and I hadn't heard about it yet. And uh, and so I was like, wait, what? And so I started looking into it, and I was just, oh my gosh, man, it's just you know one thing after the other. It's it's so embarrassing. Um, but you know that's the that's the state of our military now. Yeah, I, honestly, at this point, I I hope that somebody with a 50 caliber shot it down just I do too. just to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll be coming after the 50 cows. What? No, no citizen needs that. That's fine. And I can't afford it anyway. I can't afford that shit either, man. It's, <laughs> you know, I, the last time I shot one was about three or four years ago and it was $5 around then. And this was just like, you know, th- th- these, these were not like, tracers or anything spectacular this is just you know ball ammo basically and uh it was still five dollars around i have no idea what that stuff costs now i mean i it, i could probably afford the gun i couldn't afford the ammo um yeah, I, but it, i couldn't either it's crazy um but anyway <clears throat> what, what we got next texas and the border issue so i had seen a couple days ago where Texas had issued a state of emergency. So, you know, the federal government, the United States as a whole, has the power to declare war. Um, but I didn't know this. Individual states have the power to declare um, emergencies. And I, I guess war, from what I've been trying to read and understand, like it, individual states can do it themselves. So it's kind of like, Texas has pretty much been fed up and just about had it with all the illegal immigrants coming in and they are putting a stop to it. Yeah, that's my understanding too. And I didn't know about that either um, until recently. Um, and, and, and I still don't, I still don't know enough to be able to, you know, confidently debate it with anybody um, or, or really explain it to anyone. But, you know, if that's the case, um, you know, I, that's why they don't educate us like we're supposed to be educated because, you know, um, civics in this country is a, a complete and total disaster in the public education system. Um, and they want it that way because they know that if they keep you, you know, ignorant to uh, what your rights are, you know, what the um, uh, restrictions are of the federal government, you know, state sovereignty, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, if they keep you ignorant of all of that, then, you know, they can pull things over your eyes left and right. And so, you know, with, with Texas being able to do this, being able to essentially declare war. So it says um, they can't declare war, um, as an individual state, but there's some stuff that they can kind of declare to work around it and not really declare war, but they can shut down like the border. Okay. So it's like, it's almost like a state of emergency, but maybe like one step further, I guess. Um, But, you know, ultimately, man, I'm sure you've spent, you spent plenty of time, um, you know, watching footage online and stuff. And, uh, um, yeah, of of things going on with you know the border, um, and, and man, I've I've seen stuff. It's like they act like it's random. 
You know, they act like, oh, you know, these these folks are just they're seeking political asylum. They're not seeking political asylum. There are probably some, but the vast majority of these people, they're answering the call to an open border. And that's all there is to it. And it's 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 very strategic in what they do. It's all intentional. Um, you know, like, yeah, there are some shitty countries that these people are coming from. Um but ultimately, this is about human trafficking on a level that, you know, we've never seen before. And it's essentially state endorsed. It's essentially, you know, endorsed by the federal government. It's endorsed by Joe Biden. Um, and, you know, he's fine with it. And it's so funny because, you know, I was watching um, the Sean Ryan podcast with Nick Friedis on um uh, and it's 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 like a four hour long episode. If you folks get a chance to watch it, I highly suggest it. Uh, Nick Friedis is brilliant. Um, he is uh, he's basically a representative uh, in the state of Virginia uh, in James Madison's district. Um, and, and this guy is a former Green Beret, um, and he is a homesteader. Uh, he is. Um, extremely uh, socially conservative, um, you know, fiscally conservative, um, but also the guy is a huge history buff um, and he can, he can quote Thomas Sowell, uh, soul, uh, like, you know, like it's coming out of his mouth, you know, out of his brain. He's, he's just, and if you know anything about Thomas soul, he is like one of the most brilliant people that this country's ever produced. Um, the guy is, you know, he, he's an economist, but like he's a historian, you know I mean? He knows so much about everything. And, uh, you know, the guy is just, you know, the embodiment of, of wisdom. And, uh, you know, and, and so Nick Friedis can, you know, like I said, he can quote him, uh, word for word, because um, he's studied him, but he's studied other aspects of history, um, and uh, you know, pretty much, uh, is, you know, discussing um, this this border crisis stuff and 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 all this illegal immigration. Uh, essentially, you know, saying that you know one of the biggest mistakes that mankind has ever made um, is to uh, essentially, you know, remove. Uh, you know, allow people to make um, decisions to where they don't have to deal with any of the consequences. And that's what, you know, has really led to this point because you've got so many uh, states um, that are pro-illegal immigration, but they're not on the damn border. You know, they're not your Texas's, they're not your Arizona's, they're not your, uh, you know, um, New Mexico's, um, you know, they're they're not your uh, Southern Californians that are having to deal with this. Um, they're your Northern Californians. Um, you know, they're your New Yorkers that are so, you know, oh, they're so tolerant. They're so pro-immigration, uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, the problem is they don't have to directly deal with the problem. They don't have to directly deal with the consequences of the things that they they think they believe in. And they don't have to deal with the policies that the politicians that they elect vote on. Um, but now they're having to deal with it. And New York's mayor, 
uh, is, you know, he was a big proponent for illegal immigration. And now all of a sudden that his city is getting bum rushed with thousands and thousands and thousands of illegal aliens. Um, they don't know what to do. And now yeah, he's, they were, he's uh, they were actually all the citizens were fed up last week and they were riding. Yeah, they're the New Yorkers are really starting to finally, you know, push back. Um, you know, there's there's been some some mass exodus from, um, you know, the city of New York, uh, the state of New York over the last three or four years. You know, California kind of the same. It, you've got so many people that, you know, they didn't vote for this shit and they see what's going on and they're ready to get the hell out of their state and they want to go somewhere um, that, you know, this kind of crap is not being pushed. This kind of stuff is not being allowed. Um and, you know, I, I think a lot of time people have this preconceived notion that, you know, if you came from California, don't bring your political ideology with you. Well, a lot of times it's not necessarily individuals that are getting out of California and getting out of New York that are bringing that, that you know, leftist ideology. It's companies that have a lot of political power. Um, that are moving into areas um, for tax breaks. Uh, they're bringing people with them, um, but those companies uh, are, you know, they're really wanting to push, you know, all of this woke agenda garbage. And, you know, they're the ones with the political clout um, and, and the power. And so, um, you know, when people, you know, you're, you're starting to see people leave, um, these these leftist uh, cities and states and come to more conservative areas um, and, and they're they're bringing their politics with them and they're making certain areas stronger, you know, with conservative views or, or more libertarian views. Um, but it's your Amazons. It's your, um, you know, I mean, people can say what they want to. Uh, Twitter is still extremely left, um, you know, and like uh, for example, Tennessee is um, pushing a lot of, um, you know, a lot of Hollywood type stuff, you know, trying to give uh, trying to get a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood level production out there. Uh, and, you know, essentially um, Hollywood's like, yeah, sure. But we need you to start pushing this agenda. We need you to start pushing this narrative. We need you to start, you know, um, you know, advertising, you know, this, that or the other. Uh, otherwise, we can go somewhere else. And, you know, these politicians, for the most part, they're all for it. You know, they 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 want that garbage pushed on their citizenry. And, you know, in a lot of states, um, you know, like Texas is one of them. Tennessee's becoming one of them. Um, Georgia is becoming one of them. But, you know, the, the conservative people that live in those states are starting to be pushed out because they can no longer afford it. Um, but once, you know, once you get enough people in that, you know, want all of this, you know, leftist lunacy uh, running rampant, uh, and, and and then you have governors and, and, and mayors of towns that are saying, hey, who wants to go to New York City whenever they cross the border? 
And these people are like, oh, yeah, that's where I want to go. Well, who wants to go to Nashville? Oh, that's where I want to go. They're going to bus them up there. And then they're going to have to start dealing with those, those uh, you know, the ramifications of their politics, basically. Um, and, you know, so many people have said for so long, oh, you know, uh, why you're a bigot. You're this, you're that. Why are you so racist? Why don't you want these people? Oh, brown people, whatever. Well, the thing is, it's not, it's not about like, you know, bringing in, uh, you know, X amount of people. It's about resource allocation. You know, <clears throat> in this country, when you go to retire and you draw your Social Security, you know, you get like twelve hundred bucks a month. You know, as soon as these people come across the border, they get twenty two hundred dollars cash. And, you know, we've had millions of people come across this border. We've had millions of Ukrainian refugees or, you know, uh, North African refugees been brought over here, Afghanistanian refugees uh, coming over here. And they all get on the government dole as soon as they get here and they never get off. And why would they? Because it's free money. You know, we're paying a bunch of foreigners all of our tax dollars but if you put in your you know 40 50 years of work uh you know you don't get shit and the the people in hawaii that just had their town completely torched joe biden wants to give them a one-time payment of 700 dollars. it's just it's 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 insane and you know it is 100 an invasion and it is a federally backed and federally sponsored invasion. Um, and I think that, you know, in months and years to come, we're going to find out that all of this, you know, was done intentionally. Um, you know, there is a, a certain line of thinking about the grace, uh, great replacement theory. Uh, basically, um, you know, in order for you and I, you know, we're straight white Christian males, right? In order for uh, any race to have, uh, you know, to uh, to continue to grow, you know, you've got to have X amount of children per generation. And I, I'm going to say it's like, you know, six or seven kids per per generation in order to, uh, you know, to keep that, you know, that that uh, demographic alive for the next generation or, you know, for a couple generations down the road. Well, Caucasian people are, are not meeting that, 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 uh, at all. It's, it's, I think, I think for the most part, Caucasians are having like one and a half to two and a half kids or something like that. And it's like, you need six. Um, and I want to say that, um, even Hispanics are not, um, hitting that mark. Um, but, um, Arabs are, uh, and black people are not either in this country. Um, I want to say they're they're hitting it. They're close, but they're but not quite. So like in like two generations, um, their their population numbers are going to decline pretty steadily. Uh, but like whenever you're bringing in millions of people from um, from another country, you know, from another portion of the world, um, then, you know, the, the great replacement theory is no longer theory. It, it's it's actively happening and um you know eventually 
you know, this country, there, there's not going to be much, um, you know, Western European uh, heritage left. Uh, there's not going to be much African heritage left. It's going to be, you know, you're, you're going to be speaking Spanish in this country if, you know, A, we don't close the border and B, people don't start having babies at the correct rate because otherwise you're going to have, you know, massive population declines. And, um, you know, when that happens, uh, nothing good comes from that. Um, you know, a lot of people have been told that, uh, you know, um, you know, part of global warming's, you know, uh, you know, part of the issue with global warming is we're, we have too many people. Well, that's all a bunch of garbage. That that is that is an absolute outright lie. Um, we are not overpopulated in this, especially in this country. This country, like we are all so spaced out. Um, you know, the the vast majority of our populations live on the coastline. You've got a lot of, you know, the middle of the uh, United States that's not even populated at all, um, and. So, you know, there's plenty of room for more people, uh, just not illegals that are coming over and taking our tax dollars um, and, and, and helping traffic, you know, uh, humans and drugs and you know, all kinds of nefarious things. Um, it, it's just it's insanity. Now, you know what Greg Abbott has done, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think Greg Abbott could do a hell of a lot more than what he's been doing. Um, uh, you know, at some point you've got to say, okay, uh, uh, border patrol agents, you're sitting there cutting wire, letting illegals come, you know, come into Texas from the Rio Grande. You're cutting these, these, um, uh, these fences and stuff, allowing them to flow in. And there's footage of this stuff all over the internet. This, this is not made up, um, you know, Texas Rangers need to come in and start arresting those Border Patrol agents. You know, a lot of people are like, well, we'll lose our, you know, we'll lose our uh, our pension. We'll lose our retirement. We'll lose our benefits, whatever. I don't give a shit. If you lose your sovereignty, none of that stuff's going to exist. So what are you even talking about? If you, if you allow an invading force to come in, your retirement plan is going to be shit anyway because they're going to eventually – kill you you know they're going to take over and it's it's you know it's absolute insanity i i really think that greg abbott should have uh you know sent the national guard to the border prior to the 2020 election um and you know shot anybody trying to come over um i think that you know water cannons are appropriate at this point you know when you've hundreds of thousands of people a day coming through the border and it's not just texas um you know of course now arizona's got that freaking lunatic for a governor over there um so you know i mean if you don't take a stand on this and you allow it to happen i mean it is it's only going to get worse um and some of the things that greg abbott has done are okay shipping the folks off to to um new york and san francisco and all that stuff that's great but you know, you're still bringing them into the country. You're still, you know, disseminating them into the population. And, you know, that that needs to stop. You need to take these people and send them back to their country. You need to tell them, turn your ass around and go back the way you came. If you don't, you will be shot. And it's it's really that simple. Um, 
you know, and, and it's it's a lot like, you know, the violence in this country, you know, in, in the inner cities. Um, if you if you start doing some public ex- executions, um, you know, for uh, people, I'm not talking about situations where, you know, people are, um, you know, it's questionable as to whether or not they're guilty, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about people where you've got security camera footage showing uh, this dumbass shooting this innocent person, you know, hang that dude in public, you know, run him through the gallows in public, put it on the internet. And a lot of that shit will stop. You know, when people fear for, you know, uh, their life, then they, they generally, uh, cease bad behaviors. Um, but that's just, that's just my take on it. Well, and just like social security, there's not going to be a social security by the time that you and I get to retirement age. It's oh, just not because not. the way our government spends money and inflation and, you know, they're talking about a government shutdown at the end of the month if they don't come to some kind of agreement. Well, did you see they, they said that uh, the Ukraine would still receive their payments, but that our military would probably have delayed payments like our uh, everyone in the military. Their checks would be delayed, but Ukraine's still going to get paid, of course. Ukraine... You know, all these people that, you know, have Ukraine stickers on their on their cars, you know, uh, uh, on their social media, um, you know, they're all pro-Ukraine. Like, why are you pro-Ukraine? They don't know. They just they just know. They have no that, idea. Like, it's just because the news said so. Like, right, right, right. They, they need to support like, them. So they're like, OK, let's support them. Well, they, they've essentially been told, you know, that, uh, you know, Putin is the big bad boogeyman um, and that, you know, Zelensky's good. Uh, Zelensky has canceled elections. Uh, Zelensky has, um, uh, you know, essentially outlawed um, uh, Russian Orthodox Christianity. Uh, Zelensky has also um, eliminated, uh, you know, his uh, uh uh, the uh, opposing political party. I mean, what more do you need to Look, understand? All that- of the news stations and all of the politicians are on the same page about something. It's bad. Then the opposite is probably true. Correct. Correct. It is. It is bad, and nothing good comes from that for the people. Like you know, the fact that that people are still you know. Uh, like hooting their horn about the Ukraine and how bad Putin is, all that stuff. That, look, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. Putin, it will, the Russian army will grind the Ukraine into dust. The Ukraine does not have enough men in their military to fight and win a war against Russia's primary military, not even not even including their reserves or anybody that volunteers. You know, Russia, when they fight a war, they they take the long game and they don't give a shit that it's taking two years or three years. They want to grind you into a pulp. And and that's exactly what they're gonna do with the Ukraine. They don't they don't care how long it takes. Well, at and this you know point, what? like I'm kind of thinking they're they have ulterior motives, just like you're saying. It takes years, like they take years because they don't care. They grind it away. Well, I mean, we're essentially bankrupting our country trying to help fund theirs. So really, I mean, 
Now, I don't have any evidence of this or proof, but who's to say that Russia's not trying to just slowly grind away to eventually, you know, destroy our country because at the rate that everybody here is fighting each other civilly, you know, I mean, yeah. that's only a well, matter of time. Two more years of us having to support Ukraine, the um, United States won't even be united anymore. Like, well, and, you know, we're, we are divided on everything, you know, used to, you had, you know, Republicans and Democrats in, in power, um, and, and, you know, they may disagree on social issues or fiscal issues, um, but, you know, the Constitution held weight. Everybody said, you know, that, well, this is this is constitutional or this is unconstitutional. And if it's unconstitutional, we're not going to have it. And, and, and that's the way it was across the aisle. But in recent history, you know, you have essentially had a movement within the, the Democrat Party that has has said, um, you know, basically, we either hate where this country came from um, and we're going to change, you know, where it's going, um, you know. And, and you've got Republicans that are too weak, need and yellow to uh, to do anything about it. And so if if there's no one stopping it, then there's no wonder why all of this has happened so fast. Well, let's move on and talk about UAW. We don't have too much longer. You've you've got your very first sitting president um, going to a, a union auto workers drive. Joe Biden is down there in Michigan, uh, or up there in Michigan, I guess I should say, uh, up there in Michigan, and he is at the picket line giving, giving speeches. I'm sure they're all muddled up, and he's very confused, and he probably thinks he's in, like, Southern California. But, uh, you know, look, here's the thing. A lot of you folks may not be privy to this. You may not really understand what's going on with this, this strike. I will keep this uh, uh, pretty short and concise. Um, the UAW is looking for a 32-hour work week and a 46% increase in their pay. Now, that on its face, I vehemently disagree with. You're not going to get more money for less hours. It's just simply not going to happen. In, in no situation is that ever going to happen. Now, part of their argument is that... Uh, the auto manufacturers, uh, the upper brass of these auto manufacturers have been giving themselves raises for decades, you know, at, at rates that are just insane. It's, it's insane that these people are making this amount of money um, and able to give themselves more money if they want to. Um, you know, it's just like the politicians, you know, Joe Biden, I mean, uh, when he was a senator, you know, he could vote for, uh, you know, X amount of dollar raise or X percentage, you know, raise for, you know, all of Congress, all of Senate, whatever. Um, and that's essentially what this corporate brass has done over over several decades. And, you know, they're they're making lots and lots and lots of money. And the people that build the cars have not stayed on pace um, with, uh, you know, people at the corporate office. Well, you know. You're not going to. 
Um, and you need to know that going into um, auto manufacturing. You're never going to make as much as the CEO makes. Uh, th that's in any business. Uh, the person that owns the Chick-fil-A is always going to make more money than the person handing the food through the damn window. The, the person you know, making the chicken sandwiches is never going to make as much as the owner of three or four Chick-fil-A's. It doesn't work that way. Um, however, I do think that, you know, with, you know, with the, the uh, you know, with inflation, um, all that kind of stuff, you know, if you're not getting um, enough money uh, and, and, and a raise to keep up with inflation, then you're constantly falling behind. And that's what a lot of these, you know, corporate shills have done over the decades. They've taken away pensions. They've taken away, um, you know, they've taken away, uh, you know, actual good health benefits, you know, where the company pays for it. Now it's it's on the the patient. It's on the uh, the employee. You know, so like, get it. I mean, they they are fighting for something that is somewhat legitimate if you look at it from a standpoint of you know, what these these auto manufacturers, CEOs and VPs and all these people, you know, what they've been doing for the last 30 or 40 years. And not only that, um, you know, a lot of those uh, corporate people are directly responsible for, you know, the downfall of domestic automotive production. You know, back in the 2000s, whenever, uh, you know, GM and, and Chrysler were uh, taking uh, bailouts, uh, Ford didn't do it. Ford just took a loan six months before from the federal government um, to avoid, uh, you know, the bailout. Um, but, you know, so it's like they really kind of did the same thing. But a lot of times people are like, oh, well, Ford didn't take the bailout money. Yeah, well, they took they took loans six months prior to. Um, so, you know, don't give them too much damn credit. Uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, the. The the unions say that this will not hurt um, the uh, the profits for uh, car manufacturers. Um, that is, of course, the car manufacturers just going to pass on the price increases to the customer. They're not going to lose their profit. That is not the way it works. Um, so you know, it's just like when gas goes up, shipping gets more expensive. Um, you know, uh, groceries get more expensive. You know, all of these things have, you know, a domino effect. And uh, it's going to get to the point to where, A, they're either not going to be making any domestic cars or B, you won't be able to afford it. Um, and honestly, you know, the UAW is playing with fire because automation's real. And uh, I really think that, um, you know, we're past the point to where we should have to have humans running these lines. Um, and, you know, all of this stuff should be mechanical at this point. Um, you know, yeah, you don't really need. bite themselves in the butt. And the, uh, these CEOs yeah. are going to do the math and figure out that if they spend more money making it automated, they never have to deal with these problems again. Yeah, it's 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 really a double edged sword. And I feel like they're going to fall on their own sword in the process. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today, folks. This is Jellyfish. And this is Barracuda. We'll see you next time.